Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero like me, Rico. What's up, man? One particle of unitivity has a nuclear reaction with a flux capacitor. Carry the two, changing its atomic insulator into a radioactive spider. Fuck you, science. That's one of my all-time favorite fucking lines of this whole thing. I almost went, uh, you have the right to suck my dick, motherfucker. Well, both both would be um, in your wheelhouse, so that's Correct. you know, yeah. All right, so based on last episode, we had something planned, but this theme that we're going with fits this. So we are jumping on Jump Street, motherfuckers. Well, before we get there, there's a very important thing we have to talk about before we get mm-hmm. to Jump Street. Uh, Happy birthday, motherfucker. Thank you, motherfucker. Uh, I appreciate that. Obviously, I'm not in Oakland this time. (laughs) It's true. Uh, You're not here. You'll always be here in my heart. Aww. (laughs) But you're not here. Yeah. Um, Little, little, little leakage down the eye, the little fucking eye hole. Yeah. Um, no, no, I did not, I did not venture to the Bay Area this time, uh, maybe, maybe for the 35th, but not 31, so, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) hopefully by then we'll be living in the same time zone, but that's a different conversation, so, uh, anyway, but no, but happy birthday, buddy, uh, you know, I, I know, I know this one's not as, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm like, we didn't make as big of a production out of this one, but still, you know, it's it's just a birthday. It's not a milestone. It's yeah. just you know, but still, it's, wor- it's definitely worth bringing up and, and sure. saying happy birthday to you. So, wanted it, to at least do it's that. It's 31. It's not. It's not. You know, every birthday when you're an overweight fucking 30 year old is a milestone, I guess. But like 31 is whatever. There, there is there is an extra milestone in your 30s that we will celebrate that most people don't but yeah sure. we have a we have a while to go before that happens so that's right uh 37 jump street no that's not right <laughs> yes we are talking about the the jump street franchise and excluding the uh tv series starring johnny depp um and <laughs> i just i just got a text from debbie saying happy birthday there you go. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So, uh, but yeah. So we we are we are yeah we're yeah okay. <laughs> we're we're excluding the show with one ex- exception because we have to talk about the show. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's we're not doing a dive <laughs> of the show itself. Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're not, not we're not excluding its existence. We're just not doing an ana- an analysis of it. So, yeah, we're not going, we're not driving down the jump street that you guys are familiar with. We're <laughs> going, this is a jump street in like a different state. That's all it is. Uh, yeah. Um, which for the record, I, <sighs> yeah. Why you hated these movies? This was the worst franchise you've asked me to watch in four years really? without question. The worst thing you've asked me to watch. Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's start on the fucking vitriol. Uh, no, 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 I, I'm not going to be like that. Cause it, it, it doesn't, it, it, I'm not even angry. Like vitriol in, in, inspire or, or, or implies anger. Like there's no anger. It was just 
not enjoyable. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. What what did you not like? Or I guess the 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 shorter answer, I guess, is what did you like? I mean, there were there, okay, yeah. So there were definitely some things that I liked for sure. I, I to say that I hated every second of both films would be inaccurate. You know that 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 would be inaccurate for sure. I I I did like a lot of the homages to the show. There were a lot of homages to the TV show in various areas that I'm sure we'll get to. So I don't want to start rambling them off now. Um, I I will say I laughed more at the second one than I did the first one, but okay. that's not to say that I liked it better because I can't go that far. Right. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess I can, actually. I can say I like the second one better, but that's not saying much, considering how much I didn't like either of them. Um, okay. But, yeah, the, the, the homages uh, to the to the show, um, I was trying to confirm, but I'm having trouble doing it. Um, can I spoil something from the end, or should I wait till I get there? Because there's two the, cameos at the pretty much at the end of the film that... Of the first film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we, we can we can uh, rip the bandaid off. Go ahead. Okay, so 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 Johnny Depp and um, getting his other the other guy's name. I have it here. Johnny Depp and uh, Peter DeLuise show up in in the movie, uh, playing the same characters that they played mm-hmm. in Jump Street as DEA agents, and I so I did like that. That kind of like tied off the show a little bit that it's like all right well this is what happened after they left jump street they went and joined the dea and kind of continued doing this on a bigger scale right right but the other thing i was trying to confirm and i i have not been able to do it i think that when django and schmidt take on their personas it's the first names of johnny depp and peter de louise's characters from jump street uh, yes and no. They're, because Depp's character is named Tom Hansen. Right. So it's not Doug or Brad. But they frequently would play the McQuaid brothers in 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 cover or undercover in the show. So the Doug and Brad McQuaid moniker is a okay. reference to the undercover okay. character. And, and that's... But, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like that's some of the stuff that they did that I really did actually appreciate. Like I, it didn't make me enjoy the movie so much, but I did enjoy mm-hmm. that they they're not just saying okay, fuck the TV show, we're doing our own thing and just using the names. Like they they showed revenants to the show. I feel like in some capacity, even bringing back Holly Robinson Pete for a brief cameo, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of nice. Um, so yeah, it, it look I. saying it's the worst thing you ever had me watch is probably too strong, but it's certainly the one I enjoyed the least. How about I put it that way? You know what I mean? I think you enjoyed the least because you had to pay to rent it. No, it wasn't even that because I ended up getting one of them for a dollar. So I rented one for a dollar and I rented one for $3.99. So I think I paid $5 in total to watch both these films. So that's, you know. I I think there's a, there's a, the deputy chief uh, played by fucking Ron Swanson. He he summed up this whole thing best. And what I like is sometimes franchises poking fun of themselves in a very 
obvious way where he they, says we're reviving a canceled undercover police program for the 80s and revamping it for modern times you see the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity and are completely out of ideas so all they do is recycle shit from the past and expect us all not to notice yes but so, then they yeah Go the ahead, fact that they're saying it See, that's actually that actually made it less funny for me. Like I hated those references. Like in the second one, I go, you know, we all thought the first, we always thought, we all thought the Jump Street program was going to be terrible and it was going to not succeed. And then we saw how much money it made for us, and now we're just gonna. There's not an unlimited budget, you know what I mean? And or or the joke about the church the Koreans buying the church back and they move it across the street and then, oh, next year we'll be right across the street again and there's a sign for 23 Jump Street condominiums coming soon and I'm like... But then, but the joke is, he like Schmidt literally said, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right, but, you know, and then they walk in and they go, oh, Captain's office looks like a giant ice cube or a giant cube of ice and I'm like, oh... And for for those, the thing is like we're now in. uh, This is before Deadpool, but in my opinion, this falls in the Deadpool esque of comedy. Well, it's Lord and Miller. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't do Deadpool. They did the first one, didn't they? Nope. Okay. They they did the Lego Movie, and they did. uh, They also did. I want to say they did. the spider, the animated Spider-Man flag. They did. Uh, they did. Yeah, they did it in Spider-Verse. Yeah. And they all, they, they were the original directors for Solo. And then they got replaced. Right. By Ron Howard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, when this movie came out, look, I was not the, despite the fact that I'm a big depth fan, I missed the Jump Street bandwagon. Well, just because of your, your age. Of, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's not something that I haven't, watched it's i understand why depp wanted to get out of his own fucking contract numerous times he hated being on jump street but he's like i'm a working actor i've got to do what i got to do right uh and he he did not want to be labeled a, he didn't want to be a fucking as he put it like basically a lunchbox you know he didn't want to be this fucking face holding a gun yeah, and, and ironically, ends up being a lunchbox as a pirate. You know, however I mean, many years he's later, arguably but... the most famous, one of the most famous fucking stars to ever fucking grace the fucking screen. And he's, you know, there's numerous action figures of of, of Jack Sparrow or or lunchboxes or video they games. They rebuilt or Pirates of the Caribbean in his likeness at Disney World. Let's be real about this. I mean, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> But I think it was also like at that point he was comfortable in his own skin. Sure. Johnny Depp in the eighties or the mid eighties was not comfortable in no, his skin. No. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean there's a really fucking funny story that I think he told. I don't remember where he told it, but he told it. He said he hated Jump Street so much and he would did everything he could to try and get out of his contract or be fired. And one time he saw a billboard. Where it was like him, uh, and it's like Twenty One Jump Street, and there was like a, a tagline that said, uh, "He's not just packing his lunch," and mm. he and it was holding a gun, and he was so fucking upset with it that he and his friends spray painted, yeah, painted and doodled all over his face. You know the the Groucho Marx eyebrows, the devil's horns, the you know whatever. And the security guard or a cop happened to walk by and like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do that. 
and then realized it was Dap defacing his own face. And he said, that, that, that's you. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't like it. And he's like, all right, hurry up and let him finish. <laughs> like that to me is, is now, see, that's is, a funnier joke than any of the sex jokes that were in the movie. I, I don't know about that. It's um, still funny. I, w- I would like to, I would have, I would have liked to have seen that type of thing thrown in. We're like, it, before the big reveal that Depp is in this film, it shows him spray painting like Johnny Depp's face or something, and you're like, "Oh wow, okay, that's a tongue in cheek fucking sure. reference." And then you re- it reveals that it is Depp because like his character is like eating fucking peanut butter, which was Depp's idea. He wanted no, that's Deloise is eating the peanut butter. I read that. No, it's Depp. I, I okay. Because Depp was always like, I want to... He, he was always, always eating, but the peanut butter was the other character. He was always eating in the show, and they had this character, a la Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, always eating, but the peanut butter was the other character. The peanut butter was the other character, but it shows Depp p- putting his fucking finger in the peanut butter jar and licking it mm. as, like, a member of ZZ Top, basically. Which, I mean, by the way, Fat Gandalf being in the movie was awesome. That, that was, was one of the awesome. highlights. He, I, see, that's the thing. I like. I know you are not a fan of Rob Riggle. Oh God, I was so happy to see him get his dick shot off. Yeah, but then he got more annoying. I will admit, he got more annoying in the sequel where he like. Well, yeah, but like, he had a bit part, so that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he sticks out like a blown off dick. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was funnier than most of the lines in the movie. Um, I, I dug I dug both these movies. I felt like the sequel was a continuation. I liked the first one more. Uh, but I still I, I think there are some funny ass jokes of the sequel that I yeah, I like I said, I thought the sequel was funnier than the first one, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I of the two, if I had to pick one that I enjoyed more, I probably enjoyed the sequel more. Um and the problem is I kept getting take out, taken out of the story. I think like the, I don't mind self referential jokes a la Deadpool, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. like you referenced. But the thing about Deadpool is it's in your face. Like Deadpool is saying to you, like you 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 it's know, it's breaking the fourth wall, and it's on purpose, and it's that over the top. It's you know like the line of like it's almost like when the studio couldn't afford any other X Men. You expect that from. Deadpool. From Jewel, yeah. You know, like, these... Jump Street was not a sitcom, the TV show. It was not a sitcom. Did it have funny lines and stuff? Of course, all these shows. You know, like, I used to watch NYPD Blue. There would be funny lines in that show. And that was a cop procedural, you know what I mean? Or or I'm trying to think of a more recent one. Like, I'm sure there's funny lines in CSI, you know, or CSI Miami or Law & Order. There's lines occasionally. You're like, okay, that's kind of funny. You know right. what I mean? That's what Jump Street was, the original show. It was not this. It was not it was not what this was. But it kind of was this too because like I remember an episode of uh, Jump Street and of course you're going to roll your eyes but it's like one that sticks out because literally Depp explains to his superiors the events that happened but it plays like an old-fashioned Charlie Chaplin silent movie where it's it's Depp dressed up as Charlie Chaplin as like a waiter. It's silent music. It's like little fucking the the, the cards, the the word cards that come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 
uh, the villain with the fucking mustache and and the bomb, and he like explains like what what we're seeing is him making up this fucking ridiculous story that didn't happen, and it's shown in a silent film. And like, it, honestly, I could take that portion, show it to you, and be like, "Here, check out this Johnny Depp movie, or check out this Charlie Chaplin skit." And you'd be like, "Huh, I didn't know Charlie Chaplin looked like Johnny Depp," but you wouldn't know. If I, if I told you it was an episode of Jump Street, you'd be like, what the fuck? Jump Street's a sound film? What the fuck is it? I, I, the thing is that the beats on this were not consistent. Like, I think that's what it is. Like, I would get drawn into the story, and then it would do some ridiculous, stupid shit that took me out of the story. Like, you know, like, the... the, the, the I don't know. Do you want to just start at that? Because I'm jumping all over the place. But, I mean, do you want to... You, yeah, you start, tell me this, this this was you and and I'm not saying that as a negative but like uh, when we were putting this one together this was your your idea and and more than mine and and I know you wanted to do it so you know here we are and I'm not saying it like anything bad except just a point I but, I think I I wasn't like oh I think these are some of the greatest fucking no 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 no, no 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 and I, I I will not throw you under the bus like that no you you absolutely did not do that no but we were looking for something a little more lighthearted and I wanted to go a different direction you you seem to really want to do this one that's that's not to say anything <laughs> about you versus me it's just the way that we decided to go so here we are right. and this is yours so i, I i'd rather li- i mean i i can still steer as i do but i would like let, let's let you take us on this journey because i mean like i said i was never i was never a fucking major watch of of jump street but when this movie came out i was definitely intrigued and i was the more or less the right age to look at it as like all right i'm 20 or twenty one. Oh yeah, this this hits right into your yeah. When this came, yeah, I I can see that sure. So and I was not like the biggest Jonah Hill fan, or and I was actually pretty anti Channing Tatum because I was not. Every everybody was just like, oh my god, he's so dreamy and Magic Mike, and I don't even know if Magic Mike had it probably had come out, but like it was that's all I viewed of Channing Tatum, and. I had seen him try and be an actor and I didn't, I was not really that impressed. And so to watch him basically poke fun at the persona that he is, which is you're just a dumb jock with a pretty face. I thought was pretty funny. And I thought he has some of the best fucking dialogue working with against Jonah Hill. Well, because he's he's a better actor than I think he gets credit for, honestly. I think in order to play dumb, you have to be a good actor. And I've seen movies of his since, but I I do prefer him. I prefer him in these movies. I think he's pretty fucking... Like, it would just be so easy for Channing Tatum to be like, yeah, I'm going to be in fucking Fast and the Furious 37. It would make absolute fucking sense. No, he he would fit in that franchise. I'm trying. Was he in the first Magic Mike or just the second one? He's in the he's in both of them because it's based on his life. Okay, because I'm trying because, to find the. I can't. It, it, it's autobiographical because he oh, was a stripper. Uh, same year as Jump Street. Okay, well, so the persona, the this persona of him, I mean, there were also talks about how he was going to be um, Gambit. The character that was I would have I would have been all version. for that. I honestly would have been all for that. I think he could have done a good job. 
on paper, it makes absolute sense. It's a Southern dude who looks good in a comic book movie. And I really was not a big fan of uh, Taylor fucking Kitsch, whatever the fuck, the dude from X-Men Origins. I mean, he was fine. He was fine, yeah, but I'm with you. It wasn't the, the John, the John yeah. Carter motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, he was good in, I liked him in Free Guy. He was good there. Um, Taylor Kitsch? No, or- uh, Channing. Channing. Who was he in Free Guy? He is Revengeman Buttons. He, I don't even he, remember him in Free Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. It's a brief role, but he's there. I liked him in Logan Lucky. I mean, I I like that film. I'm not saying it's the greatest film on the planet, but I like I liked it. I liked him better there than I did in, than I did in Kingsman Two. Um, uh, okay, um, but yeah, I I can agree with that. And I think he can dance, despite what you think. I I I know he's. I been, didn't say I didn't say anything about his dancing. I, I know he said, can dance. Oh, I thought I misheard you. I maybe I, misheard I, you. There. I was not a big fan of his acting. I, I I thought I heard you say, and I didn't think he. I, never mind. I I think no, I no, misheard no. you. To just leave it at that, and that's my fault. So, and he is in Supercross. I thought that was him. You've probably never seen that, but it's a it's a what? No. It's a it's a it's a it's a revenge based uh super a dirt bike movie. Uh, anyway. the, the only movie I've seen with Channing where I was like, okay, was like a sort of pseudo indie film that he did with like Shia LaBeouf, uh, like 2009 and Robert Downey Jr. is in it. It's like Robert Downey Jr. trying to get his career back and shit. And it's called, I think it's called like a guide to remembering your saints or something akin to that. Uh, nothing like that around 2009 because I've got his IMDb. Well, like, right like 2006. It's like early mid 2000s. He's in Public Enemies, which I figured you. Oh, have seen. that's right. Yeah, he he played. He's a he's a very small cameo. Pretty Boy Floyd is a big yeah, character. Yeah, he, he he's in it, and then he gets shot. He is uh the 2006 a guide to recognizing your saints. Okay, so that he, that's the movie, and I remember he like. He was good in that, but it was just him. It was him trying. So you didn't like like him. You didn't like him in GI Joe. You didn't like him in Lego Movie. Well, Lego Movie. He's he's fucking Superman. Yeah, I thought he was fine as the voice of Superman. I mean, how many times did we give people credit for their voice work? I'm just saying, you know. It works, but I'll tell you why it works because he is paired off with Jonah Hill in the Lego Movie again. Jonah Hill is playing Green Lantern. I think. They work very well together. They're sort of the, the one of the new age Abdi Costello type of things. You know, one's the straight man and the other one is the the kind of neurotic, chubby comedy relief. He's in the and, hateful eight too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was actually that was one of his better roles. And but I will remember when he first appears on screen, it is the whole audience fucking erupted in laughter because that's the thing. When Channing Tatum comes on, especially in a Tarantino film, you're like, oh, what the fuck? See, and that's a shame because I think I do think he's a better actor than he gets credit for. You know what I mean? I think he's becoming a better actor now. But I think he needs to do something that's, like, gritty. Like, well, he, did he, White Ho- to- he did White House Down. Yeah, and they made fun of him for that in this movie, in uh, the second film. He's like, I, I think we should like work in the Secret Service. And Jonah Hill's like, I could tell you so many reasons why that wouldn't work. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, you know. I didn't get that joke, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, that, that, w- that was what they were alluding to was White House Down. And I, I think he needs to do like a true detective type 
TV series. That well, I he, think he'd be perfect for that. He's doing uh, right now. He's working. What's this? I want to see what this is. He's doing a thing called Lost. Well, he did a thing called Lost City with Sandra Bullock. That's out now. I've seen that. Yeah, that that was at the theater. I didn't see it, but I wanted to see it because that fits the persona that he's good at playing, which is dreamy guy, kind of dumb, perfect for action stunts. And then as you flesh out his character, like, oh, he's not just a dipshit with a with a you know a, a heart of gold and a nickel fucking head. Um, it's, I, I think he is on his way to actually showing us something good, but I think he is an understated comedian. I think he does comedy exceptionally well because when you look at Jonah Hill, you get, expect him to bring you comedy. Well, yeah. And I think you get that in Logan Lucky. Like that's an example of that where you get all a mixture of the comedy and the serious, you know what I mean? Well, that's, you get that in, in Chubb Street. No, to me, there's not enough serious like that. You know, like to me, there wasn't, you know, the the only seriousness was like when he and when when Janko and Schmidt, uh, Schmidt are having their like falling out their their bromance is dead, which happens then, twice. Well, once yeah, in each I movie. Mean, friends fight. Yeah, but like you don't need that in every film. Like, that's the thing. You but know? they but they present that from the very beginning of the second film, like do the same shit. Just do the same shit. So when you go into this movie and you're expecting any deviation, you yourself, the audience, are, are setting yourself for, for failure because they do the exact same shit. It's just in college. It's just spring break edition. Right. I mean, you, you can't. I, I think the underlying thing is like we expected Jonah Hill to be in this movie. I did not expect him to have lost the weight that he did. That This was the first movie where Jonah Hill was thinner. Yeah. And because before that it was like he he was he was, you know, the fat friend of Seth Rogen. You did notice you did notice there was a there's uh, and it's at the very end during the credits, so I don't care that much, but there was an obvious reshoot in the credits. A reshoot? I I think so. Yeah. Of what? So they're they're doing all the subsequent Jump Street sequel things, like and oh, it gets up to Jump Street forty seven or whatever. I forget what it ends on, but mm-hmm. in one of them, it's Big Jonah. So like he put the weight back on, whether it was intentional or for something or whatever, and he's jumping around as Schmidt, and he's clearly like a hundred to two hundred pounds heavier than he was in this film. It's, I missed that, and I freeze framed on every. It's one on of the, I want to say theory. it's, it's towards the latter of the sequels. Like, um, I want to say There's it's like, I think it's when they're in seminary school or the one, a, it's after Rogan. Like it's, it's after uh, the Seth Rogan, uh, appearance. Okay. What, which I did find really funny. Yeah. No, the, the whole, and, and, what contract dispute like that whole part. Yeah. That was funny. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or how like R- Rogan is like. Come on, let's get him, Jenkins. He's like, it's Jenkins. Like, oh shit, sorry. Like, or, or, or I like, is it me or does 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 Schmidt look different? And Ice Cube's like, what are you talking about? He doesn't look no different. He looks fine to me. You got, I got glasses. Oh well, yeah, he got glasses. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. What What did you think of Cube? I like Ice Cube, and I didn't like. I mean, it was a little too over the top for me in this. You know what I mean? But that's the joke: is that he's like, "Guess what, motherfuckers? I am black, and I sometimes get angry." 
Like, he's like, it's nothing but a stupid stereotype. And it's like, okay, so if Ice Cube, the the guy who said fuck the police it, could play the police? Yeah, but he's done that before in more serious roles. So it's not like the first time he's ever played a cop. True, but this is him poking fun at his yeah, entire no, career. Yeah. See, when I first saw this, and someone threw out the idea of like, what if... um. What if J. Jonah Jameson was not played by J.K. Simmons? I was like, it should be Ice Cube then. Yeah, you did say that. I remember you it, saying that. I think you even wanted that in... I think you even brought that back up when we were kicking around No Way Home before it came out. Like, if we saw Jonah in another multiverse, you were right. like, you wanted it to be Cube. Yeah. And it's based almost entirely on his performance because he brings comedic uh, timing it obviously, if he's going against Tom Holland, he's not going to be like, you know, what's up, motherfucker? You know, he's right. not doing that shit. Right. But I could totally see him, you know, doing that. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sorry you didn't like these movies. No, I, I thought mean, for look. sure you. Were, I thought for sure you were going to look at them as the intended, which is like, this is not supposed to be taken seriously. Every other line is self-referential to either the stars, the story. Right. And that's okay. But it was too much. Like there was too much of that for me. I don't Mm. care that it's not serious. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm okay with a comedy, you know, despite other discussions we've had, you know, although my sense of comedy is, very different, you know what I mean? They're like, very different, you know, and that and that's and that's okay. I'm allowed to have a different perspective on comedies, you know what I mean? So, obviously, and, I, and I'm not, and 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 I was just gonna say, I'm not implying that you said otherwise, but you know, no. like, um, it, it 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 was just a little too over the top for me to, you know, so I here's here's the reason because before we before we did decide to do this, you did pitch uh, the Naked Gun trilogy. Right. And my my honest fear was that it was going to be another Hot Shots or Airplane. Because That's exactly what it would theme. be. Yeah. But, and I didn't want to do another... Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to do another one of those where like, hey, wasn't Leslie Nielsen funny again? <laughs> well, he's not in Hot Shots, but yes, I get the point. But he may as well have been Hot Shots, sure. because if it wasn't Hot Shots, it was fucking Lloyd Bridges. Like, hey, remember when Lloyd Bridges was funny in Airplane? Hey, guess what? He was funny in this one, too. Times you, two. You remember when you were funny in Airplane? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we might very well do uh, Naked Gun. I, I yeah. just felt like, one, it was also like, we're going to do, we. the plan was we were going to do a whole bunch of movies that at bare minimum had four well, right, I mean, and I was honestly, like, Let's just yeah, do Jump Street's two fucking movies. Yeah, my, like it, it, this wouldn't fit based on the number we tried to constrict ourselves to. But from a from a cop comedy thing, I would have preferred to have maybe done Police Academy over this. You know what I mean? And, but, and you and I are both the type of people that were like, we have to watch all of them because we don't right. want to. You know, we don't know. We could have done like, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we couldn't have done like just the first three. We would have had to do all seven or whatever it is. And and with my schedule, it yeah. would have, it would have, I would have, I would have had to like bring the movies at work and that I, I would have gotten in trouble. I still, I still do want to do those at some yeah. point, but you know, and maybe, maybe that's when we bring a naked gun, you know, like we, we do all that. But anyway, that's a different discussion. Um, look, 
I, I, I say it's the worst thing you've asked me to, to watch, but I, but it doesn't mean it's the worst thing I've ever seen, period. It's not. You know what I mean? It's just, a, I think it's, you know, and, and, and some of that is tongue-in-cheek for the for the show, of course, you know. Um, well, I, I'm glad, like, for, for once, it's not Halloween. Oh, God, no. No. That, that... Oh, so Halloween is worse? Uh... Careful. It's on par. <laughs> They're about the same. Oh, for so you, for diff- so for different that reasons. means I have great taste, is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I just I just had the Halloween argument again on Thursday, but we'll we'll. I I never bring it up to people anymore. Yeah. No. This this was not with you. This was with somebody else. But um. Anyway, were they on? My, they were. On, I'm assuming on my side. No, they were trying to claim that I never gave a reason for not liking it. That was that was the argument. I was like, I gave an hour and a half's worth of arguments why I didn't like it, or reasons why I didn't like it. So, well, yeah, but if I remember correctly, your your reasoning was like it was just stupid. I laughed through the whole thing. I'm like, no, That's that, not that a was reason. that was the 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 overall premise. But I gave specifics about why I, things I didn't believe in terms of the way where he was standing and things of that nature, and 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 fit. And I gave reasons. But anyway, that's that's I gave reasons. That's <laughs> yes. That's not I mean and and this was just it was just too over the top. Like I don't mind being self referential like I said, but you know, there were certain things that just were too like like uh during the car chase scene, especially in the first one, you know, yeah. like the multiple things that should have blown up that never blew up and then the chicken truck is the one that blows up. That's okay, but they kept like if they had had the hear me out real quick before you could say what you're gonna say. If they had the one truck that shouldn't blow up, that should have blown up, that didn't, you know, with the either mm. the one with the gas or the one with the fuel, right? It didn't mm-hmm. matter which one. And then had the chicken truck blow up, I would have found that funny. But it felt like they stacked like two or three that didn't go the way that it should have. And then that blows up. Like, it just, it was like, uh, really? You know, and by the time we got to the chicken truck, it was like, again? No, you're you're adding extra things that didn't exist. It was literally one thing they thought was going to blow up. No, it was one. It was was one fuel tanker. Two. Two. There was one. There was one. No, no. There was two because it was one with a, a truck full of gas tanks, uh, like 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 hydrogen and, and that type of gas, like gas gas, not fuel gas. And it sh- it zoomed in on flammable gas. It zoomed in on the tank air. It zoomed on on the broken tank, and it zoomed on the flame at the broken tank, and nothing happened. Then a few minutes later, however long it is, there's the fuel truck one where they zoom in on that and they zoom in on the fuel and the word oil and the word fuel and the mixture and the thing and it doesn't blow up then you get to the chicken truck and okay well there's no zoom in it hits the thing in kablooey so i mean and then they even comment like that's the one that blows up exactly like that's my point though like but that is the point is all they're doing is what you expect to happen in an action movie. And then they're like, they're talking about it as it's happening. Like, I don't remember which movie it was, but there was one, I, it may have been like the other guys with like Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell mm. where there's like, they're walking away and an explosion happens behind them. Like a la every eighties sure. fucking action movie. Sure. And they're like, ow, fuck that hurts. 
Why, why would someone walk away slowly from this? That hurts so much. Right, and that would be funny if that's the, if that's the only thing that like if there was not like three explosions that there's okay so so in that scenario where that actually happens if previous to that you had three other explosions that they're standing equally as close to and have no reaction and then by the third one they're like ow that hurts I would have been like what the fuck right I don't know it, I, I I think I think you're right I think you and I have very different acceptance of comedy. And then styles. I mean, there, yeah. and there's a few times it overlaps. We both find Van Wilder hysterical, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it wouldn't also surprise me if, like, if Ryan Reynolds was in this movie as Channing Tatum's character, do you think you would have liked it more? Because I think Ryan Reynolds has that voice of, quote-unquote, looking at the camera without looking at the camera and be like, huh, that explosion didn't happen. That was weird. Or that's the one that exploded? That's weird. Do you think if it was Ryan Reynolds a la Deadpool saying it, you would have stomached it a little bit better? He definitely has a better delivery style than Channing Tatum overall, just in a general sense. Oh, sure. Um, um, I don't know. And I say that legitimately. I don't know. Because there were still so many of them. And it was the, the quantity that really hurt for me. Like, it, it wasn't the delivery. I get the point you're going for, and, and and it's a valid question. So it's hard for me to say, because I I I think for me it was it was the quantity. But maybe if the deliveries had been better, maybe that would have been easier to stomach. I don't know. You know what I mean? But but on the flip side, do you think if it was like Ryan Reynolds, you would have been like, oh Jesus Christ, another Ryan Reynolds role where he's kind of looking at the camera and like like he did it I at mean, the end no, of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, if no, I mean. Yeah, that uh, you're not wrong because as much as I do enjoy him, that it is starting to become like, great, you know, right, a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, that's ha- that's the majority of what Free Guy was was kind of like. But Free was Guy different. was. It, if it hit you different, then I really don't know what you like or dislike because Free Guy was essentially. The Lego movie, but in a video game live action world. Which is maybe what I think I liked about it. The 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 video game feature might be enough of what drew me in. You know what I mean? But, you, but okay. So you like the video game feature, but not the story or the acting. It was it was okay. I mean, is it the greatest thing I've ever seen? No, I'm not going to pretend that it was. You know, did I enjoy it? Yeah. You know, right. um, I enjoyed it more than the Lego movie because you're right. That is the best comparative side-by-side side to it's that. It's Ready Player One meets a Lego movie. Is really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I Okay. So you, you didn't sound like you really liked a whole lot of, of this flick. Um, or these flicks, so to speak. Here's the thing. Like, it... it I you're you're right but you're not and here's what i mean there's not a lot that i hated i just could take it or leave it do you know what i mean and there were a couple there were i mean there were a couple of eye roll moments sure but it wasn't the whole thing you know what i mean okay. like it it i don't know you know i i i don't i didn't see it i didn't I, see it that way i i i think because i would again i would not label myself as like a channing tatum fan or even really a jonah hill fan i think Jonah out of all of those guys from like the seth rogan frankos so frankos yeah the frankos the rogans yeah right i think jonah hill is the one who's 
really the one who's grown as a fucking actor. Oh, sure. But but even I'm, then, like, the the thing with Jonah Hill that that irks me a little bit, and I do like him. Like, I, I, I need to say that. I, I, I do like him. But he's very one trick, you know? In what e- way? Every, every role I've seen him in, he's been the whiny loser or the 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 loser with no confidence you know what i mean even moneyball when he's in that like which is probably arguably his most serious role he's ever been in his he's still a character that he's got no confidence brad pitt's character carries him through the whole film you know what when I mean? you're sitting next to brad pitt i mean but it's the same role it doesn't matter who he's standing next to I don't. I don't agree because I mean I agree for this particular movie give because me, he give me a role where he's not that Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, I've only seen that once and I don't remember enough of it to say, so I I can't argue that. But I'll give you. I'll give that a pass because he starts out as that type, but he becomes the one of the most arrogant, you know, okay. cocky motherfuckers okay. on the whole. And, and like I said, movie. I. I have to at this point. I have to give you that because I, I've seen, I have seen it, but it was only the one time, and I don't right. remember enough of it to, to say. I, I think, uh, but overall, I think there are elements of Jonah because Moneyball was a complete departure of what he was normally doing, which was Seth Rogen, you know. Comedy. Yes, from from the comedy perspective, you're right. That's not what Moneyball is at all, and I a hundred percent agree with that. And listen. To be fair and to be accurate, I loved him in Moneyball. Like I liked that he movie. I liked him. He was fantastic. But the character, that 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 fat schlubby guy that has no confidence in himself, you know, the, that he always plays is exactly what it is. And it's not as over the top as some of the other roles because it's not a comedy. But you know, like you the, go back to Accepted. Remember his role in Accepted? It's the same right. shit. It's accepted. It's it's his little cast cameo in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. It's the awkward. It's I mean, here's the thing. In Superbad, he kind of flips that as well because he doesn't have confidence, but he is incredibly cocky. He is the one who controls the duo between him and Michael Sarah. Okay. Like he is it's like in the same sense that Cartman, you know, is the is a fat guy who deep inside is upset that he's fat and he's getting made fun of. Right. But who has the biggest balls than Eric Hartman? You know, just yeah, as yeah, an yeah. example. Yeah, no, you're so, right. So, yeah. But then there are roles like that Jonah Hill does. Like, okay, here's another one. Did you see uh, This Is The End? Yeah, and I, I didn't really like really like it that much. I, I dug it because I, I'm, I'm, I like it when actors like, play fictional versions of themselves. I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you and do. He, and he's not doing the whiny, you know, bitchy version that he plays. He is actually, like, the fake villain. Like, he's the one who's, like, super genuine to your face, but it comes off like, like he'll hug you, but he's got a knife in his hand as he, yeah, like, hugs I, you. I, I just don't remember. Like, that's, that's, like, Wolf of Wall Street. I saw it the one time. I remembered thinking it was okay, but, you know... That was for me like the Cornetto trilogy, where especially that third one that I told you I really enjoyed, and it was probably my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. But that third act went too far 
I feel like this is the end. Was and actually remember, I can I confused the two of them how many times when we talked about it. You know, the world's like, end and this is the yeah, end. Yeah. So, um, it, it you know they they both of those at the third act kind of took it too far. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if it went too far. I think it just went. It just kept going too long because well, the yeah. the too far in like this is the end is well, it's already the apocalypse. How do you go too far with the apocalypse? Well, you have the devil. You have the devil running around with a giant ass dick, right? And how and how do you how do you defeat that? Well, they go to heaven. It's all about like their friendship and trying to get to heaven. And you know, James Franco got eaten by fucking you know like cannibalistic fucking raptures. Like I thought that was awesome. If anybody deserves to be eaten, it's James Franco. Yeah, at this yeah. point, yeah, yeah. At this fucking point, anybody deserves to be torn apart. By I, other humans and eaten and shat out. It's James Franco. You will find not this. Dave, not Dave Franco, though. I have to give credit to Dave Franco. You will find this funny, though. Um, Dave Franco first comes on screen in this movie, in, in 21 Jump Street. And I ultimately had to look it up because at first I was like, I didn't know Zac Efron was in this. <laughs> He does kind of look like he looks like younger. He looks like uh, Zac Efron at the Zac same Efron time. And James Franco. Yeah, at the time, at that young, yeah, I mean, at that at that age, he, yeah. Dave Franco definitely looks like he is a Franco. He oh yeah, definitely looks like the younger brother James Franco. Yeah, I mean, but I and 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 I do like Dave Franco because I I know him better from Now You See Me, the Now You See Me franchise. You know, right? Um, which which you know my pretty big fan oh, yeah. of so oh, you yeah. know um more of the first than the second but still you know right. uh, i think most people would agree with you on that one yeah i mean there, but there's definitely moments in the second one i i definitely enjoy so it's not complete you know right complete dislike but still uh i did not recognize i i saw brie larson's name but did not recognize her at all right that, this um, is a young captain marvel yeah this is, this is uh uh, Lieutenant Marvel. <laughs> this is <laughs> so, Private Marvel. Private Marvel, yeah. It was really interesting because at one point towards the end, she says something, and I don't know what, what she says, and what she says is irrelevant, right? But the way she says it sounds very much like, hey, Peter Parker, like when, when there's that moment in Endgame, like it had that same kind of tone. I'm like, there she is! <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, I, I was aware of Brie Larson because she was on that show... Uh, that I've told you about the United States of Terra. Yes, yes. And she plays Tony Clark's daughter. And so, like, when it was a when I saw this, I was already like, "Holy shit! It's the, it's it's fucking the woman from Terra!" Like, that's awesome. And then it was like when it was announced because I had seen Room. That was her big thing that she won her Oscar for. Mm. Not the Room. Room, very different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, The Room is a movie that had a biopic that also starred James Franco and Dave Franco. Uh, No Jonah Hill, weirdly enough, though, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) Uh, But so I was I'm 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 not one of those uh, anti Brie motherfuckers that's like, oh, Brie Larson, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I'm fine with her as as Captain Marvel. I I didn't like the haircut, but that's not I'm not blaming her for that. It kind of came off like, can I speak to your manager? Like haircut kind of do, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Uh, Oh, she's I didn't realize she was in that. Holy shit. That's what she's in. She's in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I didn't realize she was in that. I'll have to watch that again. Oh, I, I, I need to get you to watch that. We need to do like a video game 
I, the problem is, the problem is we've done like video game movies and that we did like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and all that. If you remember with Mark and Smoke and I think somebody else was on that. Was it was just the four of us. I don't remember. It's C-Man was I, on that one. I, it was, I think I C-Man think was, was on that one. No? I don't think he was on that one. Anyway, we did that one and we've done Ready Player One by itself. Mm-hmm. So, I, but but like we, I, if we had thought better, we could have done like Ready Player One, Free Guy, Scott Pilgrim. Like those are... Like that style of video game versus like video game adaptations, you know. Right. But anyway, that's that's another thing. Um, and and I saw some. You, I'm gonna divert for a second because I saw something she's gonna be in, or no, she was in. Um, and it made me think of something else I wanted to just bring up to you that has okay. nothing to do with this movie or this franchise, just for one split second, but. Uh, did you see they're putting out a 30th anniversary of uh, Fern Gully? No. Yeah, they're re-releasing it remastered. They're they're not changing it, but they're cleaning it up a little bit and putting out a re- re- uh, remastered 30th anniversary. Okay. And I know you're a big fan, so I thought I would tell you about that. I'm not a big fan. Steph is. Oh, is it Steph? Fan. I got. Yeah. I got. Okay. That's the massive fan of Fern Gully. Well, I've seen Fern Gully once in my entire life. Coming out before her birthday, so just food for thought there, buddy. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Hey, Steph, don't listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) She'll forget. Um, Anyway. No, we've Uh, said other stuff that she's forgotten. I know that for a fact because I brought it up and she goes, you said that? (laughs) It's not like, I mean, it's not like we talk like a lot or something. No, not at all. So, um, yeah, I, I dug Brie Larson in this. I was kind of disappointed. She didn't come back for the second film. I, I'm not surprised, but the underlying thing that I think kind of glosses that even I have this opinion of, I'm like, you know what? The romance between Schmidt and whatever the fuck her name is, is great. Also, she's like, I hope she's 18 (laughs) because he's 27. Well, the actress is, but not the character. No, the character's got to be the character you hope is about eighteen. Right, Schmidt is. Oh, let's Schmidt, call him twenty five. I'm I, saying twenty five. I, I think Schmidt is going after someone who's I, younger. I think you broke up for a minute. I misheard what you said, so I'm I'm, right. I'm with you now. Um, no, he is. Hold on a second. I can tell you exactly how he is. Give me one second here. I'm trying to find. I'm in the wrong spot to get that information. One second. Wait. Uh, no, this is even easier. Okay. He's 28. The character is 28. I, yes. I know this because of a scene in the second one. They say, oh, like 10 years have pa- passed or some shit? No. No. No, it's not even that long. It's it's real time. It's two years. Okay. Because after, after Schmidt and Jenko have their, like, breakup, because... They're apparently dating. Um, right. And oh, tell me they're not dating. Oh yeah, but they're, they, they're dating. They're just not fucking. They they have their breakup, and when Schmidt's by himself at the restaurant, he has a thirty is a cupcake with a number thirty. Right. And so, if you do real time, it's two thousand fourteen, and mm-hmm. twenty one came out in two thousand twelve. So mm-hmm. subtract two years, twenty eight. Yep. So he's twenty eight. You better hope she's eighteen. Yeah, I um, yeah. See, I mean, it's, no, I, I no, I've not heard anybody talk about that. No, I I thought the same things. I did. did um, 
It, it is possible. I was 18 for the bulk of my senior year, and certainly by the by the end of it, I was, yeah. you know, so I, you know, which is when this movie takes place at the end of the year. So, you know. Nothing happens. No, but him, even, like, even him kissing her in some states would be yeah. illegal. So, and technically, technically she, she kissed him. Kissed him. But, yeah, it was still. If but either not, way, I don't yeah, think a judge is going to give a shit. I, a judge would give a shit in that scenario, because unfortunately I know a little, not from per direct personal experience, but from some people I know that have been through it. Mm-hmm. If in that scenario they had not been, she he had not been like, whoa, and pushed her back. She tried to grab my dick. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but if, if in real world terms, if he had done that, then despite the fact, then he would have been more okay. But you know, I wonder what would have been the circumstances because he could have, if like if something did happen, even if it was out of his control, like she was just aggressive and like got him drunk and did shit, which happens. But like t- technically, if she was underage, it would be statutory rape. I don't care what state that is. That's that's pretty much statutory rape. But if he says I would, I'm an undercover cop, and this happened to me, I had to pretend to be a high school student. D- does he get a fucking pass? Like in no, that I, I I th- I think he's expected to blow his cover. I mean, I, I if we have any officers who might know that want to write in, you know, at Potaskew on Twitter, please tell us. But like I. I I genuinely think he has to blow his cover at that point. Like I don't think he's, I don't think they're allowed to do drugs like they did. You no, you can do drugs if you in order to deepen your cover. Like that's that's the thing about like what is it? Vice. They they have to like do drugs in order to continue. But, but I, if they develop a habit, they get in trouble. And I also think they're to some degree expected to do if they can do what they tried to do in the film unsuccessfully. Now that was for the comedy, and I was fine with that. But boy, they're trying to make themselves throw up, and eventually, yeah. like, yeah, stick your fingers down my throat instead, you know, and all that. That you know, you know. But I think they, you know, that. Well, then they turned it into like. Is it me? He's like, I'm sorry. It's just sometimes I can't, like, like yeah. erectile dysfunction kind yeah. of thing. I thought that was yeah. funny. Uh, but you're right. What, what was, he was funnier was like the janitor just standing behind them, just watching them. And I'm sure in his mind, he's like, "Fucking kids these days. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yeah, he's the no, weirdest really. bulimic fucking t- tag team I've ever seen in my life." What did you think of him punching what ultimately ended up being the gay African American kid when they first get to high school? See. I I mean I'm I, I'm not condoning punching. No, of uh, course not. Gay no. African Americans. <laughs> Sorry, the I, way you phrased that was. <laughs> I I am condoning if the fu- if the scene is funny because you have to remember uh, Janko is in first and foremost a bully. He just happens to have a nerd best friend now. So his whole thing, like he's treating going back to high school is like how you would treat going to prison. Yeah. Like you got to punch out anybody who gives you any shit. No, I, I, I disagree. I think, I think, you know, we said they're 28, you know, let's, let's assume they're the same age, you know, so 28. They went, they went, to, they went to high school together. So I know, yeah. but it's conceivable that, that Janko's 27. I mean, but, you know. Which I think is... it's more conceivable that Janko was held back a couple of years, so he might be 30. Okay, well, I, I, that's. I, I don't think so, but that's I get the point you're going for. Um, you know, so if they're twenty let's say they're twenty eight, like we said, that means they're ten years removed from high school. Yeah. 
which seems a little excessive, honestly. I mean, like it because it's pre- it's presumed neither of them went to college. Neither and, and, of them went to college. Well, the, uh, but and, they did wait, go to police academy. Police academy is not a four year program. I know plenty of people that went through it. It's like a ten month program. It's not that okay. long. So so. You we're presuming they were bike cops for nine years ish, or we're presu- or we're just overlooking the fact that maybe they just worked at Target for a while. They, right. I mean, that's all. It's certainly possible. Right. I mean, I think it's likely that Schmidt went to college. The only, not Jenko. No, he no, because as much as he wants to go to college, it very much implies that he never went because of two different occasions he talks about how he finally gets to go to college. That's true. So. Um, what makes me not go with your target theory or any retail, I know you're not, you just pull target out of the air, but is that when they walk into the police academy first day, he still has this, some shady hair color. Mm -hmm. So that presumes that right after I'll give you six months after high school, because it was slightly darker. Right. Is when he goes to the police academy, you know, you know, calling the the whole ten year jump, I agree, was extreme. They could have gotten away with five years, and they wouldn't have dated it at all if they hadn't put that thirty in front of Schmidt, right? In the second, I, I one. agree. If that's not there, how long it's been is a little ambiguous. You know yeah, what I mean? You, yeah, you could have presumed that. Okay, maybe they're in their early to mid twenties. I, pre- I actually, was, until that scene, I presume they were about twenty five. Is what I was presuming. That's what I was doing. Yeah, you know, and twenty five, twenty five to Brie Larson at seven, potentially seventeen, still bad. But it's you know, better than thirty for sure. When twenty eight at that point, but yeah, but also, then again, there's no guarantee that every person who goes to college is eighteen. So like. When he sleeps with the captain's daughter, that's different. Exactly. Well, no, you, you're you're usually at least eighteen. I mean, you're usually at least eighteen, but that still goes with the whole. Like, basically, what we're saying is that Schmidt has the emotional maturity of a high school student. Oh, for sure he does. But so does yeah. Janko, just in different directions, right? Janko's still the bully. That's what I was getting at about them going back. Like, he's still that bully. He still thinks that this is the way high school is. And in that 10-year gap that takes place, and let's let's just say we're wrong, even in a 7-year gap that takes place, right? Because if we're right about 25, which is a little more... Liberal. Liberal, you know, um, a lot changed. Obviously, they're talking about, you know, the environment and and electric cars and, and all that stuff. Because remember, like, the Franco gives them shit almost immediately for the gas guzzler that the Camaro is, you know. Um, and he's just like, yeah, I don't care. He's like, you don't care about the environment? That's kind of fucked up, dude. Right, exactly. You know, and then... And then I forget what the line is that the African-American kid says, but he says something and then he punches him, you know, and then he's like, uh, he's like, you turn off that gay ass music. He's like, you punch me because I'm gay. That's I forgot what the line was. that set it up. Thank you. You know, and he's just like, dude, you shouldn't hit him because he's gay. And even Schmidt's like, dude, what the fuck? You don't punch someone because he's like, no, no, I happen to hit him. And he just turned out to be gay. <laughs> like he's like, I didn't turn gay because you punched me. Like that was one of the funnier lines in the, in the, yeah. I mean, but that goes with whole point. They are fish out of water. Like 
there, especially now, there are so many memes and trends and yeah. clicks and I, and fashion attires. Like when they when they legit were like, I don't know what the fuck those guys are. When it's like the Japanese anime looking fucking whatever the fuck yeah. that was, the J-pop <laughs> looking motherfuckers. Yeah. Even I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. I think I was you're right. I, before I, they were. I think you're right. I think they were. It was a J-pop anime kind of thing. Yeah, and the only reason I might know what that is is because like Michael was at a J Rock, and I'm like, okay, so it's like K-pop J Rock. I like, I've seen enough to be like, okay, that's definitely Japanese influence. No, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking you know live action anime character. I mean, you you almost need Lucas Black to just show up in a in a fucking Evo and drift into the parking lot to you know, good, nice nice reference. Thank you. Uh. But but I also was that guy. I was like, when they were like, "What are those? I don't know what those are." And they're looking at the hipsters. I'm like, "I know what those are. <laughs> I know what hipsters are." Yeah, they're yeah. all over the fucking Bay Area. <laughs> they're 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 not they're they're all over Philadelphia too, buddy. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was also t- t- 2012 when yeah. 21 Jump Street came out. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, hipsters was a thing, but it was an uh, it was a rising. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. The thing that yeah, I agree. It was starting to be it was starting to become a thing out here, but it probably had been a thing out there right. for yeah, oh, I guess forever. I, I was accused of being a hipster when I was fifteen. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't really because then you can't fight that. You're like, I'm not a hipster because you had a beard and glasses. I mean, basically, and then I was like in a Sinatra and like I would wear occasionally I'd wear a fucking fedora. Yeah. They were like, oh, you're just such a hipster. And, like, if you say, I'm not a hipster, then you come off like a total hipster. Yeah. I'm I'm my own person. Oh, sure you are. Like, you're unique. Yeah. No, see, there's just no way of, like, battling that. No, you don't, you don't win that battle no matter how you try it. Yeah. No. So I just had to be like, look, people are going to think I'm a hipster. Fine. I'm yeah. more hip than you, I guess. Who gives <laughs> a shit? That would that should have been your response to it. I'm just hipper than you, and just keep I doing did it. at one point. They're like, no, you're just an asshole. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'm okay. that too. Thank you. Yes, and yeah, okay. So I, it just makes me go back to like that Lenny Bruce line. Is like, there's like wor- nothing worse than an aging hipster. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, like, I was worried that you would be like, I didn't like these movies, and we're like, well. All right, that's the end of that episode. But I'm glad we could still have shit to talk no, about. No, and that's the thing. Like we we can definitely talk about these things. And like I said, there's definitely some some homages to the twenty to the original TV show that I liked. I talked about some of those appearances. One of the things I read about that I thought was really intriguing, and it was a deep. It's like a deep cut thing, but it was still like the fact that Jonah Hill wrote this and is showing this much reverence to the show. At least elevates it a little bit for me. It still doesn't mean that I, like, I'm gonna run out and buy it or I want to w- watch it again. But I right. at least can respect where he's coming from a little better. He's clearly a fan. Exactly right, and 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 that at least gives it a little more credibility for me. But like apparently, when there were multiple scenes of them back at Jump Street, the actual like office, and the other team, the two women would come in and be like, "We just solved this case, or we just solved that that case." Mm-hmm. Um, they're act- they were actually referencing real cases from the original TV show that they they ripped into the script. So little stuff like that throughout the movie was uh thing something I appreciated. You know, yeah. I di- I didn't know that one until I read about it, but still, you know, agreed. I I did the same thing. I also was like, holy shit! I think that's Dakota Johnson as one of the female. Other- was it? 
Yeah. I'm oh, pretty sure that's Dakota Johnson as the, you know, the white one. But I still, I, I fucking really enjoyed how she's like, when you guys sitting around finger popping each other's assholes, and then like and Jonah Hill just like he's like, no, we weren't sitting around finger finger popping each other's assholes. Like he just throws the fucking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're right. That is it is Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I laughed so fucking hard at so many parts of these two movies, but I acknowledge they're not perfect films. I think these are just these qualify as like, hmm, do I want to watch? another police academy movie or can i kind of watch this sort of you know the the fact that they killed johnny depp the fact that they killed tom hansen and how he's basically playing a character that you know he said all right i will fucking show up for this cameo i will do this but i want to die I, like, I, I, well yeah I, it's, it's like han it's like Han, Han Solo, Solo, but a little less intense because it's only the one speed or the one scene. I, I, I did. I, I, I also feel like there was a bit of a dig at Kevin, a little bit in this film. But I, I have to see with the. I didn't get a chance to look at the timing on it. So if you give me a second, I'll check it. But okay. Or, or if it's not a dig at Kevin, it's it can't be because it's after. Then they might have done this as kind of a throwback to this film, because there's a whole brief dialogue about wearing a fake nose for months on end. And I I immediately thought of him as Guy Lapointe with the gigantic penis nose, you know? So I think it's I, I think it's not a reference to to Tusk. It oh no, it would be well yeah, it can anyway, because they're both it's two it's not the it's right two years later. Yeah. But it is definitely a reference to Depp himself. And he, because, te- yeah, because he's constantly wearing different prosthetics. Well, he's also constantly wanting to. Like for Sleepy Hollow, he wanted to have a big prosthetic nose, not unlike Guy Lapont. Okay. So he's always like, because Johnny Depp does not is not comfortable with his face. He wants to, which is not- ironic, because like women fucking find him sexy as shit. I know they do. But, you know? but he's just like, no, dude. Like I'm not. Like I just want to cover up. Like that's why, in the majority of like his Tim Burton shit, he just he's not really recognizable. Like you know it's Giant Depp, but like him as the Mad Hatter, if if he he is completely trying to fucking transform himself. You know, Never got around to doing a prosthetic nose until like Tusk. That's a, that's something we didn't get to talk about last episode when we talked about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Um, mm-hmm. I saw something about like apparently uh, the, there's a thing about him being Edward Scissorhands and Amber Heard or I I don't know the, the origin behind that I didn't get a chance she, to really she said like oh the lawyers that represent somebody who convinced the world that he has scissors for hands oh. and the joke being it's like wow Amber you think we're so fucking stupid that we were like oh my god Edward Scissorhands has scissors for hands. We're that dumb right. that we don't know that it's an actor playing a dude who actually has fucking hands. Like, that's what she's trying to say. She's trying to say that we're so stupid that we truly believe that, like, Captain Jack Sparrow is a real fucking pirate. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry to have diverted into that ridiculousness, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. As always, fuck you, Amber Heard. Right. Um, um, sorry. I just. <laughs> no, no, you're uh, because I, I forgot about it, too. Um, okay, I'll give you some deep cut references. Please, that yeah. I, I remember. Can I, 
Can you before you get into that? Can I just say one thing overall? I think I think one of the problems that I had with this had nothing to do with the. It, it's it's by no fault of the film itself, right? Um, but there was a there was a time in my life before you, well before you met me, that I kind of was in a. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say self reverential, but that's not it. Um, but I kept watching a lot of those go back to high school and do it again type films. So mm-hmm. never been kissed, um, or 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 even those films where you're in high school and it's you know you're the you're the ugly duckling that gets um done done up or whatever like a, like a do over type of premise. Right. I I watched a bunch of those like regularly for a while in the mm-hmm. early 2000s i don't know exactly what it was that spawned me to want to do it but i did and i think i kind of wore myself out on that trope premise. yeah or that premise so so and that's kind of what this is in both of them jonah more so in the first one and and channing in the second you know yeah so i i feel like that that by I think I've kind of gotten out of that and mm-hmm. maybe even soured myself on it a little bit, but, but sure. I did, I did it to myself. So, you know, I, I'm not blaming, it's not the film's fault, but it's, I think that's part of another reason why I may not have enjoyed this as much, you know, mm-hmm. but you had some deep cut stuff you wanted to say, but I just thought I wanted to get that out there. So I realized this the first time I saw 21 Jump Street, the first, the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you have, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. You have never seen the movie Donnie Brasco. No, but I've wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Donnie Brasco is probably one of the best last Al Pacino roles he's done. Like, and this, that's saying a lot because this movie was like made in like the late nineties. And I don't think Pacino's done anything that is like a powerhouse performance. And it's Johnny Depp as it's a true story. It's Johnny Depp as an undercover FBI agent. Joe Pistone, who takes on the moniker Donnie Brasco to infiltrate the mafia. He gets a recommendation from Pacino's character, uh, Lefty. And basically, Brasco or Joe Pistone is like incredibly close to being like inducted into the mafia. Like he's that close to becoming a mafia, like a made guy. Yeah. So his initials are DB. Johnny Depp's character that he is playing with the beard and the false nose and the peanut butter is named DB. Right. I so saw that. Call, yeah. So he's essentially, he's using the initials of Donnie Brasco to be undercover. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. But then there's a scene in Donnie Brasco where Depp's character is wearing a wire and the, uh, it's taped to his leg and the, uh, cassette player is in his boot and he and the mafia, goons go try Japanese food and in some restaurants especially back back in the day it was customary to take your shoes off mm-hmm. I've been to some restaurants Japanese restaurants when I was a kid you had to take your shoes off it was just that's how it was and of course he panics and flips the fuck out and makes up some fucking excuse like you know oh this guy tried to fucking touch my cock leave me the f- oh no i'm 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 mixing up the scenes but there's a scene where someone goes recognizes Depp and says hey joe pistone and he's like who the fuck are you and he like 
does what Schmidt does to that neighbor lady. Yeah, I read that. And, yeah. And uses the same argument, which is like, he tried to fucking touch my cock. What do you want from me? And I was like, okay, so it's not just that Jonah Hill is a fan of 21 Jump Street. He's a fan of Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and most of, and specifically like undercover shit. Like, he's like, what if Tom Hansen left Jump Street and then like, Became Donnie Brasco. What if that was the same character? Basically, right, right. And and no, I agree with you. And I thought that was kind of cool. And and honestly, I, and I read that uh, about that that similarity between the two scenes. I read that about that. And uh, well, it works for both. I'm sure. I feel like it works better in this film because mm-hmm. he's he's supposed to be underage. So an adult woman underage trying to grab his cock. You know, I think that a little woman, if I was 30 and a 60 year old woman came up to me and was like, let me see that. I'm like, and grab my dick. I would, I, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, it would have been worse if you were 17. No, <laughs> it, it would have been worse. I'm like, it, hey, I was assaulted regardless. But, but I'm saying it goes back to the same point of sure. like Brie Larson and, and Schmidt. You sure. know what I mean? It's the but same the, idea. Well, the funny thing is that when it happens to Depp and Donnie Brasco, it's a dude. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, I, I, I think that saying, like, this guy tried to grab my cock. What the right, fuck? Which, which is inadvertent gay bashing. Like, I understand it's not. In, it's it. Yeah. It's certainly not meant to be. But it, 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 it. No, it is meant to be because it's set in like the seventies and the Italians were very homophobic. Of course, yeah. So I mean, it, the 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 point is that it plays a little better in the Jump Street version than. The Brasco, but 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 to your point about the time, you know, it it works. So I'm with you. What I those scene was that was would have been an additional scene where he like his mom is yelling at him, be like, you "Fucking Florence told us or whatever the fuck." Right, right, right. Yeah, in the face at like Target. What's wrong with these? Like, I was undercover, and he's like, "Well, you need to go over there and apologize." Yeah, like she's flipping out. I would have loved to have seen that scene. Yeah, yeah. No, that would have been funny. There are little lines here and there, like Dave, when Dave Franco was like, dude, we had Taco Bell together when, he re- when they yeah. revealed this. I was like, bro, if you think that the bond of Taco Bell, no, the bond of Taco Bell is as, is as thick as the shells that they make their tacos I in. disagree, man. The bond of Taco Bell, I got a buddy of mine. We don't see eye to eye on much anymore because he's... He, he is as much the anti-you as any one of my friends could be. Okay, so he's a. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> he's a reverend at a church that he started. I was about to say, is he like a Catholic who lives in the East Coast? He's on the East Coast. He's not Catholic. It's non-evangelical. It's one of those. Okay. But yeah, but he he started a branch of that church. He he is the head pastor of that church. You know, um, I'm sure he is the head pastor. Um, I don't care how much Taco Bell you guys fucking eat. That joke was funny. <laughs> but he he <laughs> he and I used to go get. Back in the day when the, the, the they still have the twelve taco thing, but it's like fifteen or sixteen dollars now. That used to be nine nine ninety nine, man. You would get twelve tacos for nine ninety nine. We used to do that yeah. shit all the time. Well, now it's basically called a it's like a grande meal, but it's like and it, it, it no, used they to be ten. Pro- I- the ten, the, no, the grande meal was a thing, but they also always had the party box. The grande meal was one thing, and then they had the party box. I'm there was the party, the party pack, box. yeah, of of the tacos. But I, I, that not all 
locations do that anymore. No, well, maybe not. Well, I mean, and they've also they changed the grande meal. It used to be ten items of your choice of soft yep. tacos, crunchy tacos, yep. and bean burritos. Yep. Now it's eight items, and it's four like beef burritos. Yep. And four tacos, and yep. that's it. And I yep. was like. And it's more expensive. I'm like you guys took away two shit. You 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 modified the items, so now vegetarians can't fucking eat it, dude. I'm oh, no. There's a whole vegetarian menu, and if you look on the app, because I always buy it on the app, there is a vegetarian version of that where it's the black beans substitute for the meat. So you can absolutely get that. But I know, but that's beside well, the point. Charge, I'm guessing. No, no, it's the same price. It's okay. it's just an okay. alternate alternate option. Um, okay. but I remember you're talking to a guy that remembers when the chili cheese burrito was available nationwide man i used to go to be able to get a chili cheese burrito at taco bell now i can only I get it in the su- you can only get it in the southern states now i found you can still get it in like virginia and the carolinas and shit i um, remember that i mean i i mean i remember when they had a fucking mascot that was they had two mascots it was like a fucking cat and a blue dog it was like nacho and taco or something oh no i i just remember the the chihuahua Chihuahua was after. Yeah. There was literally before the Chihuahua was like a blue dog and like an orange cat. And they were like, I had like a ball where it was like the two of them, they were like morphed onto the ball, like they were stretched out. Yeah. 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 I remember Taco pretty well. Taco well pretty well. I, 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 my point is, I don't give a shit what the bond is. I I think I can tell, I think I can, can I, I I, want to tell a story that I might have told before, but I I need to tell the story again because it's about the pastor guy. It was me and him and my other buddy Bones. Mm-hmm. And I've heard lo- of Bones. You told me about Bones. Yeah, I've I've mentioned him before. Um, <laughs> and and the guy, I'm gonna call him the pastor to to uh, protect his name, but he was not even into the religious stuff at this point in life. With the story okay. I'm about to tell, he was not religious really at all. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far as just to clarify. I wouldn't go as far as to say he was an atheist. He was just non-practicing. That's basically where he was right. at. Um. We were going to Taco Bell one day. Now, this is back when Taco Bell was way cheaper than it is now. Like, you could get tacos, like a soft taco was like 69 cents and a hard shell was like 59 cents or something like that. Tacos were cheap, right? Yeah. Um, It was me and Bones in one car and, and the pastor in his car in the car ahead of us. And Bones and I were flat broke, but we wanted food, and the pastor had a job, so he had some money. And he's like, I'll, I'll cover you guys. I'll tell them. when I, I'll go first. I'll order my food. I'll tell them I'm paying for you, and you guys just order what you want, right? Well, Taco Bell's one of the few restaurants that back in the day when you drove up to the drive-thru, when you got to the window, there was like a d- digital display, display screen that would show you the total. It didn't give you like the order, but it told you what your total was on the display screen. Right. I know what he typically used to order, and I'm, I'm, all I know is that the thing flapped, pushed it up, and it was like $37 or $38 in food that the Bones and I ordered. We ordered so much food. We ate it all, too, but he was like, what the fuck? Like, I remember him sticking his whole habit, and he's a big dude. Like, he's big, he's taller than both of us, but he's big like you, and I don't mean that in any kind of disparaging way, but just to give you a, a, a perspective, he's just a, he's a right. big dude. I remember him half hanging out the window of the car, looking back, like, what the fuck did you guys all? 
especially like when you just told us like basically tacos were like 59 cents yeah and... we ordered so we like i said it it got eaten and he ended up eating some of it too which was fine we didn't i'm know. sure he did he's like i paid for this motherfuckers like what yeah. are you doing yeah, Dude, no, well, I think we ordered some of it with that thought in mind. Like, I don't remember the exact thought process behind what we ordered, but yeah, anyway. The real fucking thing about it is now $38. I, like, I've spent $38 at Taco Bell, and it's not. Like, oh, that's easy food. to do now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's conceivable to still buy Taco Bell on a budget. But not like not like it used to be. No, I I remember the grande meal when you would like you would talk about it. you would get ten tacos. You would get, you would get ten tacos a nacho bell grande and a and a um Mexican pizza all for ten bucks. Yeah, or you know, and then it briefly went up to twelve ninety nine, and then they did away with the Mexican pizza altogether, and then and the nacho bell grande. And now it's just like, hey, here's like no out here and tacos go fuck yourself. Out here, the the nacho bell grande is still part of it. You just don't get the pizza. Really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. We it, don't but, get it here. But it starts at like sixteen ninety nine or something like that. So yeah, it, um, it's, it's not cheap. It's, I, what I always do is I always go for the new like variety item, the the whatever box. That's like the, tip. That's typically what I do. But there's a few of them I don't like. I don't like the nacho fries. I think they're terrible, so I don't get those. Um, I like the nacho cheese. The fries are fine. They're they're not the greatest fries, but they're still better than Wendy's. And I. No, I'll take Wendy's fries. Well, Wendy's fries now because they revamped oh, what, their fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like ten years ago that they revamped it. Well, well then it took te- it took up until recently for it to reach the Bay Area, it, where it's got the skin on it and sea salt. Yeah, that's been that's no, been. I'm talking like, about like limp, soggy ass French fries. No, I'm talking like the ones with the. No, I'm talking about the the current incarnation with the skin on and sea salt. That's how they've been doing it for almost a decade out of here. Yeah, but now, but it's always been like super limp and soft. No. Now the fries, the the new revamp fries, are straight up McDonald's fries. Wendy's has now basically made McDonald's fries now. Not, I don't know where. Then maybe that's different. That's not the case here. But the the skin on with the sea salt have never been limp, and the limp fries are typically at McDonald's, which is the way I like them. So I'm not complaining. But you you and I are talking. We have very different Wendy's fries on. We the, very much do. So. Uh, Wendy's. Go fuck I, yourself. I just, like, I just had Wendy's yesterday, insane. actually, and and the, yeah, they. For the last, like up until recently, all the fries at Wendy's have basically been like withered. I I noticed something from when I was we uh, from from being out there. The the fast food places that aren't Bay Area fast food places mm-hmm. are pretty fucking terrible in your area for some reason. Like I don't understand why. I don't I don't understand why they just said Northern California go fuck yourself for quality like it just Yeah, it, uh, see for a long the longest time I was so against McDonald's. I remember every time yeah. every time I had McDonald's it was the worst fucking food. It was like just greasy and I would get like sick to my stomach and then I went to a McDonald's ironically the one in near mom's and mom and Maxwell's house and I was like oh god it's going to be awful but everybody else in the car wanted McDonald's. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually really good. I mean, it's yeah. terrible for me, I mean, but I was I th- like, okay. I think the only good fast food that we ate, because we went to other places that were takeout, but I wouldn't call them fast food. There's a difference. Right. Like right. that hot dog place, I wouldn't call fast food. But uh, yeah, compa- okay. It's fast food, but not franchise, is how I would put it. That's probably a better way to to, to, to put it. And I think because the only... It is, it is 
there is a franchise of like Top Dog, but it's not nowhere near like it, right, 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 right. So my my point though is the only good one that I think we ate at was In and Out of the franchise mm-hmm. ones. You know what I mean? Like In and Out is is definitely the. Uh, is definitely the the California fucking burger. Yeah, I, and listen, I I know we're getting way off, but one other thing I'll talk about real quick is we just recently celebrated Deb's birthday as well, uh, mm. and uh, we uh, she she she's been wanting sushi, and and we didn't have time to plan enough to go to a sushi restaurant proper like we did for your birthday, or mm-hmm. I would have called you because I I know you could help me with that. Right. But there, there's a grocery, there's a grocery store out here called Wegmans. Now, Wegmans is, is a grocery store. Your typical, you know, aisle twelve is the cereal, and aisle four is the condiments and whatever. But right. there's also a whole section where they get a fresh fucking deli. Like you, you see them like butchering meat, and there's a seafood section where like fresh. Fi- I mean, there's a whole section where all that's, and in that section, there's a there's like sushi chefs. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit down and eat the food there, but it's cut and made fresh daily. It's not like it's not it's not. Is gas it made station. to order, or are they just making like packaged sushi? They're things? making packaged packaged sushi, but it's still made day off. Like they, right. they you yeah, know, we have we have that here. No, no. My point is, is it's not gas station sushi. Is all the right. point I was trying to get at. You know what I mean? It's it's not made somewhere else and shipped in. Like it's, I mean that kind of thing. So. Right. Uh, we did a bunch of that for her birthday, and and had a really nice, a good, good meal. And it made me think of yours, like I was talking about what we did for your birthday last year. Which means it's probably going to happen again. I mean, Steph and I went and had sushi. Uh, we, I, I said to her, I'm like, we need a date night. We just need a date night. Yeah, so yeah, we went yeah. out for a date night, yeah. and we went and saw Jurassic World. And and then before we went and saw it, we went and had the sushi, nice. and it was fun. I did. I did end up getting eel. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was part of the package. It was only one one roll piece within the package. But like mm-hmm. when Deb and I were divvying up the the roll piece, she was like, "What's that?" I said, "Oh, that's the eel. I want that." She's like, "You yeah, can that... you can have that." And I basically summed it up to Steph because we were talking. She was like, she was trying to explain and tell her mother what eel is like, mm-hmm. like how to describe it. And I said, "It's kind of like if chicken teriyaki." Was made of fish. Yeah. It's really the chicken of the yeah. of the sea. Yeah. Fuck to it. It's the chicken of the sea. Yeah. Um. You know what's All funny? Right, about, Street. Yes. Thank you. I you got me there before I did. Um. And apparently, apparently Schmidt said that too. Um. One of the things that I discovered in the second movie is a joke that only works if you say it out loud in Schmidt's kind of vernacular okay. and way of speaking. Okay, so what is Ice Cube's last name? The actor it, or? His character, his character. Oh, uh, I have to look. Give me a second because I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, where the fuck is he? Dixon. Okay. What is his daughter's name? Oh, Christ. Hold on. Jeez, uh, uh, I can't. I don't see her. Hold on. I got to get to the full cast list. She's not on the podcast. I'll, I'll just tell you. Yeah, please. Maya. So now imagine the first time that Schmidt is fucking her and he says her name, which he wouldn't, but it totally goes like Maya Dixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I 
absolutely once I made the connection, I was like, oh my god, it 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 is saying her name, Maya Dixon, sounds like exactly what he would say to her the first time they have sex. Like he's so excited, Maya, my Dixon. <laughs> I love that he's doing the walk of shame. Twice. I thought that was pretty funny. Twice? I don't remember the yeah. one. He does it twice, uh, but once it's with after her, and the next time it's when he's having a breakup with fucking Janko. Oh, uh, well, okay. I didn't... Okay. But I I still think the funniest part of the second movie is the, the luncheon with Ice Cube and Queen Latifah, where she says, I'm straight out of Compton. Uh... Yeah, and he's from yeah. I forget what I yeah, which is not where she's from, but yeah. No. But he the the ensuing scene where he where uh Janko realizes that Schmidt fucked the captain's daughter yep. and then proceeds to tell everybody and he's like, you, you high-fived him. He bragged to your face. Look at this face. You, bra- you, <laughs> and then when he does the sing-songy voice, like, Schmidt, fuck the captain's daughter. I busted out laughing, and I started laughing when it shows Janko looking at the photo, trying to understand what's going on. And then you hear, and then a bing, like yeah, like a fucking, yeah, like yeah. a like a like a little fucking minute tur- uh, minute timer. Yep. And him erupting with such glee, which the, the line where he says, "I know what's wrong with this fucking. I can. I know everything that's wrong with this high school experience. It's glee. Fuck you, glee. I, dude. dude. I'm telling you. I don't. I. I. There's so many one liners I thoroughly enjoyed. That being said, the second movie with uh, the 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 girl who's the head villain, she was funny, but her old jokes were getting tiresome. You you missed a whole thing from that scene though that you were just referencing that that maybe you didn't either you you just didn't find that entertaining or you um you you didn't catch what because the first time he says you fucked the captain's daughter or you something whatever the exact line is right. Mm-hmm. He Ice Cube turns to Jonah very quickly and goes, every time he says that, that's a foot up your ass. Yeah. And then he repeatedly says it. Like it, yeah. it hits like double digits, you know? Yeah. Every and, but, I mean, and, and he yeah. doesn't say it, but you can kind of see the look on, on Cube's face every time, like, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. <laughs> but the underlying thing is also Cube because he's still laughing. He's like, that's this is the best thing ever. And then he literally like picks up the gun and kind of s- very subtly aims the gun in Janko's direction. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's really not that funny. I don't know. You know, it's, it's like he's like, OK, now I'm going to have to murder both your asses. Yeah. Um, but uh, bringing Peter Stormare as the. The ghost, the 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 villain. You know where you saw one. him from, right? Yeah, he's from fucking John Wick. He's from, he's from, uh, he's from Lost, the Lost World, Jurassic Park. He, he's from he, every second movie of a franchise. Right, that that may be true, but he's very. I think he's very specifically. Well, he's Fargo. No, well, yes, but I think he's very specifically referring because a lot. Listen, we both know that it, throughout this movie. Or the, both these movies, there's references to other roles, i.e. the White House Down reference. Mm-hmm. 
there's very specific reference that he keeps kind of going back to that I don't think you're picking up. What? His character in Bad Boys 2. He is the, the owner of the club where the, where the guy dies of ecstasy. Oh, that's right. He doesn't talk about X in the film. He keeps talking about cocaine and heroin, but he is very, very obviously referencing back to that time when he's like, why can't we just be doing easy drugs? Like, you know. Right. Easy drugs? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But wow, I, I, think, I, I think we just stumbled on something. He is always in the second movie yeah. of a franchise, yeah. usually. Bad Boys 2? Yeah. I mean... But I would say he's probably most well known in from Fargo. He really hit a chord in Fargo, like that was what really put him on the fucking map. Okay, yeah, I didn't see Fargo, so yeah, he he is uh, incredibly like stoic and silent. Doesn't say much, and all he does is perpetually huh. smoke and glare. I'm gonna read um, you but... a piece of trivia. I want to know what you think of this. Okay. The directors, Lord and Miller, regret not having Janko and Schmidt kiss at the end of the film after they come out in the ocean. I didn't feel like they ever came out. They didn't come out. They were leaving the ocean. They they dropped. That's wordplay right there. They, they fucking okay. fell in the ocean. All right. Oh, they're talking about like when they walk out of the ocean. Okay. Yeah. The way it's written, that's not what it implies. I know. That's what I'm okay. saying. Whoever wrote that is like, oh, well, when they... I mean, they should have, if they said, oh, when they departed, you the know, ocean. but then yeah, they, yeah, like, oh, you mean they died? Right, right. Okay, sorry, they, I got, go ahead, sorry, man. Ascended from the waves. <laughs> sorry, man, it just, but you see where no, I'm no, like, no. yeah. Yeah, whoever wrote that, I, I think whoever wrote that wrote that weird, but I think you also read it how it was written, but also I would not have expected them to kiss. No. That's the one thing that I would not, I mean. It, at that point, it's like, all right, you guys are not just partners. You're partners, partners. Right, right, right. Well, and that, that gets asked a couple times throughout the franchise. Like, even in yeah. the first one, they're like, are you guys partners? And they're like, yeah. Fuck, how the fuck does he know we're partners? He's like, you right. don't mean partners. He means partners. Right. Yes, we are. Well, because that's, that's always, that's always going to be a thing if you have couples that are like, like, part, like they even kind of alluded to that in like Lethal Weapon, where like, like, there was this, I don't remember which movie it was, I don't remember which scene it was, but I remember there was a scene where it was like alluded that they were like, Riggs and Murtaugh were like a couple or right. something akin to it. Which, so it just, it just goes with the territory. You have two guys an aggressive male macho movie. And then it shows even slight sensitivity. People are going to be like, Oh, so are you guys together together? Or did you just drive here together? Which by the way, there's, there's several throwbacks to uh lethal weapon. We're too old for this shit. Yeah. But they say it a few times. It's not just once. I think they say it like three times they, over the course of the whole film. Like it's spread out. They said it. I, yeah. I mean, the, the most obvious is when they said it, we're too old for this shit. It's like, we started too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say it again at the 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 fake trailer when they're old men, which that, that you know, whatever. The, the, I, the fake trailers where they're just like unleashing how ridiculous this is was funny, but it would have been really funny if they included the planned crossover that was going to be Men in Black. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there because that 
that bullshit. But anyway, I, real quick, in that same sequence, though, there's a there, we talked about the joke about Rogan and getting glass, like Schmidt getting glasses or whatever. Yes. There's a theory in the trivia, and you being a bigger fan of This Is The End than I am, I want to see if, if you agree with this. It says, uh, during Rogan's cameo, he mentions he just got new glasses. This may be a nod to how his glasses were broken by the end of the This Is The End. I think that's really reaching for. You think so? Because it's just the year before. That's why you know. I don't think so. I mean, it's 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 very well possible. I think it's just like they're making up a thing of like clearly Seth Rogen does not look like Jonah Hill. He's like, oh well, you know, I've always looked like this, and oh well, I got new glasses. That must because fucking Schmidt never wears glasses, right? So the joke itself it it doesn't make sense if you're taking it too literally. Um. I I don't I really don't have a whole lot of left. Well, let's talk uh, about this. You you brought it up. Let's talk about this. You know, originally planned crossover that did not happen. Thank God, because that would have been god awful. I don't know if it would have been god awful, but it would have been really hard to pick which tone to do because Jump Street movies are clearly radar, whereas Men in Black movies are clearly not. So the blending of the worlds would have been really, really, you you would have to choose one. You would piss off a lot of the fans that really like a hard R Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, Jump Street movie, but you can't have it like, I, you know, on the other hand, I think some people would really want to see a radar Men in Black movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that, but I wouldn't want it with this tone, to your point. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I, I, I would want the same tone that we've always had from Men in Black. Because despite the, the people's thoughts on International, because you know I liked it more than most people, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I still had it fourth, but I still enjoyed it, you know. Uh, I don't think you had it fourth. I think you had it higher than... I, I might have had it higher than two. I thought you, I don't remember, but I thought you had like one fairly low compared to four. I'd I'd have to go, I honestly would have to go back and listen. I don't remember. Um, I think you honestly went three, four, two, two, one. one. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have to look, go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember. But either way, the the point is that, um, it's still a very different tone than these films, so I would definitely not want to have that blend. I am kind of curious about this 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 proposal for a female one that they're talking about. I don't know if you saw that for um, Men in Black or Jump Street. Jump Street. Oh, um, of the of the Dakota Johnson the 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 other the other team. No, 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 no. This is a new thing. It's called uh, right now. Titled Jump Jump Street now for her pleasure. So they're doing away with the numbers. They're just call, they're just starting Jump Street. So it's Jump Street colon now for her pleasure. And it says, in April 2015, a female-centered Jump Street was announced to be in development. In December of 16, Rodney Rothman was signed a, as writer-director. But in 18, Tiffany Haddish was cast as the main star with Zendaya and Aquafina considered for the, the secondary role. Uh... By November 2020, it was revealed that Wendy Moylanew, I might be saying that wrong, so, and Lizzie, uh, Wendy and Lizzie Moylanew had completed a draft of the script, and the official title was announced to be Jump Street Now for Her Pleasure, but that's all there is so far. 
Um, but it would be an all-female Jump Street, so. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying it's not going to be re- well-received. Well, because women the, things the soul... are never well-received, even if they should be, but. I, yeah, but I, uh, in this context, I think they're prepping themselves for failure. I, I think making an all-woman cast is not necessarily advised. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying based on the track record, it's not going to pan out very well. Um, I, if you need more proof, I would recommend Ghostbusters or any other... Any other thing where they do virtually the same plot, but for the sole reason of doing a different ethnicity or a different gender, it's it it doesn't really ever work out. Whether it's what men want or I think it depends on what you're talking about because I I can name one that I think was successful. You disagree, and we're never going to agree. But that's what it is. Ocean's Eight. I thought it was fine. I think it was successful. But it was not critically acclaimed, and most people have the same opinion. Okay. I think a lot of people are going to do the same thing. Sure. If you had, if you had the stars be women, and you have Jonah Hill and Sharon Tatum as their backup, like they're the new Hanson and fucking Peter Deloise, mm. like they're the mentors to this new uh, these new heroes. Then yeah, if you if you if you treat it with some if you just don't have it be like well they're girls we need to have girls in this movie for the sake of having girls in the movie, then I think it would pan out better. Yeah. I'm, I'm and you guys know me well enough to know that I'm not saying I don't want women in movies. I'm I want more women in movies, but most of the time it's just a gimmick, and it, unfortunately it backfires. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one thing, one other thing I want to mention during the credits in the first one, and then I, I do want to play the, uh, just because they reference it in the movie, I want to play the, the box office game. But mm-hmm. before we get to that, um, what? I think we should call, we should call that segment, what's in the box office. There you go. I'm fine with that. Um, what's in the box office? <laughs> um, so the the original show was created by created and produced by a guy named G, Stephen J. Cannell. Okay. Now that probably doesn't mean a whole lot, except that he did a bunch of shows from the the mid to late eighties and maybe even into the mid nineties. He did a bunch of shows, and his his logo, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, because I don't know if you remember, but a lot of those shows, like when they would say the producer, they would be like a a, a thing like Ubu. If you remember Ubu, Good Dog. You know, Ubu Productions. No. All right, well, that's a different thing. But anyway, so Stephen J. Cannell, it would start with a, a, sh- a shot behind a guy typing on an old-school typewriter, and then he would pull the paper out, like you finished the page, you would pull it out and throw it in the air, and then animated, it would fall into another stack of paper. Like, it would it would go from paper to, like, just animated paper, mm-hmm. and then land on a stack and blow up the stack, and the three top pages would form into a C. Okay. And and then it was and it would pause and say Stephen J. Cannell Productions and move on or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. in the credits, when it gets to that part in the first movie in twenty one, mm-hmm. they redo that and actually have a guy to taper it and throw it out and it does form that. So <laughs> it's very brief. Like you have to if you don't know it, you don't know that it, it's a thing. But I reckon I was like, Holy shit, look at that. And so I thought that was pretty 
I, I give them credit for that. Again, going back to the fact that they, they, they show reverence to where it's coming from and, and the people involved. You know what I mean? I, I give them mm. that, you know? So, and the fact that they got Mark Mothersbaugh to do the music from the guy from Devo, you know, that, that says something too, you know? Yeah. I, I like I said, I think, uh, these are clearly fans of this franchise. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So, all right. Give me, um, give me a budget on the first one. No, I'm going to tell you right now there's a range on here, but I'm only accepting one answer. And I'll tell you why at the end of all of this. $25 million. Nope. Up. Go higher. Okay. Uh, I got to start doing uh, this like the game on the, the Price is Right. Higher. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> hot. Cold. Hot. No, cold, no, no. no. Uh, there, was a, there was a game that they used to do. Where just, yeah, he would just give higher, lower a clue. Um, $75 million. No, too high. For, 42. Okay. The range on here is 42 to 54.7. That's the range is listed. I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm only accepting 42 is the answer for okay. reasons I'll get into. Give me a box office. Uh, I think it made money. Uh, I will say yes, it made money. Both of them made money. None, neither of them lost money. 200 mil. Very close. 201.6. So I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, budget on on two. Um, I would still say about seventy five mil. Nope. Well, okay. So th- this goes back to what I was talking about. There's a range, and in the range, you hit it. I'm saying it's wrong for a reason. The range okay. is fifty million to eighty four point five. Okay. But before we get to that, give me the box office, and then we'll we'll. I think it made less money in, in my estimation. You would be incorrect. Okay, so it made like I know I went and saw Twenty Two Jump Street, but I don't remember it being like mobs of people. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it another two hundred and twenty million dollars. No, no, not even close. Higher, seven hundred million dollars. No, not that, not that far. <laughs> okay, uh, three hundred five hundred three hundred thirty-one point three. Okay, yeah. Now the reason the reason I say the budgets are wrong, right? Because there's a scene in the second one after the the car chase with the open truck where they they end up getting hung by the elastic whatever. Mm-hmm. Where they're back in the captain's office, and and the captain played by Nick Offerman mm-hmm. says, "quote oh, as close to a quote as I can get because I don't have it in front of me," you know. We thought the pro we, we resurrected the program. We thought it would suck. We doubled the budget and now we're back and you guys have carte blanche to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's or a reference. Right. They ref that's direct reference to the actual budgets of the film. That's gotta yeah. be, right? Just based on yeah. all the other reverend all the other like jokes that they make. So the that makes the the budget range on the first one according to Wiki is forty two to fifty four point seven. Mm-hmm. If 42 is the number, then the 84 has to be the second number because that is double. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's ranges on this bullshit. The, if, if, they, if they make a joke like that, you better fucking know your budget. <laughs> well, maybe the joke had been written before they actually got approved for the budget. Because maybe. I think because the first movie was successful, so Jonah Hill wrote that joke in. He's like, oh, we're going to make a sequel Lemmer put this joke in, and then they're like, the studio's like, what? No, dude. Like, we're, 
we're only giving you roughly the same amount. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, by the way, you which, referenced... Which would go with the whole, like... They're like, oh, we don't have a budget anymore. We can't show all these explosions inside this, like, robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was um, You referenced very quickly earlier about uh, Queen Latifah playing Ice Cube's wife, and, and that was all good and fine. I agree with you. Um, he also... She... She played. I liked her better in this as the wife than the wife in Hustle, and she was fine in that. But it was, it was weird. So, okay. Well, I, I still haven't seen Hustle yet, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you and, and unfor- I, you and I talked about it on a dead recording. Yeah, I was gonna say. Unfortunately, our audience doesn't know that we talked about it. But sure, go ahead. I, I got nothing else. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Um. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a thing. I'm trying to find a thing. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post-credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9pm to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10pm to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescu. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Yay, Rico. I got nothing, man. Thank you.